Well, welcome back. Glad to uh, be with you here this afternoon. I'm Bob, joined with Matt and Todd, and uh, this is another edition of the Pastors Podcast. We are coming to you from Comstock Park, Michigan, just north of Grand Rapids, and uh, we are continuing our series uh, on issues that plague every believer. Um, We've been talking a little bit about sin, a little bit about the weight of that sin coming out of Hebrews 12, and uh, the whole goal, as we say every time, is to see believers being able to run the race with joy, unencumbered, and uh, having the ability to, um, you know, serve Christ, grow in godliness, and to be sanctified. Uh, and so today, because Thanksgiving, we don't, we don't have an end date for this series. We don't either. have an end date. Yeah, <laughs> there's so a long list. There of is things. a super long list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so actually, Jerry Bridges' book, um, The uh, Respectable. Uh, Respectable Sin, mm-hmm. um, we've been going through that. We also have some other stuff we've been looking at. So yeah, there's no there's no, no end date. Um, so uh, maybe the summer. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, the uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. And uh, we're also having our Sunday night Thanksgiving service for anyone who wants to come. That'll be on the 20th. And uh, um, we wanted to talk about that, being unthankful or just unthankfulness, uh, which I found actually wasn't a word, unthankfulness. Uh, <laughs> Ingratitude. Ingratitude. Uh, and so we want to talk about that. We want to talk about unthankfulness, and I'll start the conversation. I like what Jerry Bridges says, and he calls it a sin, and we'll talk about that as well. But what he says is taking for granted all the temporal provisions and spiritual blessings that God has so richly bestowed on us, and so failing to continually give him thanks Mm. is one of our acceptable sins, right? So let's talk about unthankfulness or ingratitude, if you will. Yeah, I was just thinking about this topic in particular. You know, it's easy for us, I think, to think of our sanctification in terms of things that I'm not doing. Like, I'm not committing adultery. Not swearing. I'm not swearing. I don't steal. I'm not engaged in sexual immorality. You know, and so I think there's often this tendency to pat ourselves on the back and think, I'm doing great with the Lord because look of all the things I'm not doing. Right. And yet, it, in a sense, we need to think of ourselves, our sanctification in terms of are we doing the things that we should be doing? Right. Right. So we need to think about our sanctification in terms of am I being thankful and am I expressing my gratitude to the Lord? So this is one of those really subtle sins I don't think we think about very often. It's often uh, mm-hmm. an issue of the heart. It's one that doesn't show itself so clearly unless it's verbalized. And yet it can be one of those deadly sins if we allow it to really take root in our heart and lives. Yeah, I think you can you can almost categorize it as like sins of commission, things that we're doing that are going against what Scripture says, and then sins of omission. Are we not doing the things that Scripture clearly lays out for us? You know, we've talked about bitterness and anger and anxiety, those those things that we're doing that are sinful, but this is kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum, things that we're not doing that Scripture has called us to do. Right. So I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, and I find it fascinating when I was when I was going over this and thinking about it, how often we tell our kids, like, you need to be thankful for what you get. And then 20 seconds later, we're like, oh, I can't believe that this is happening. And so we're, we're modeling yeah. unthankfulness at the same time preaching it. So we will stand without excuse because we know what it is yeah. and we're just not actually doing it, as you said. Yeah, and I think added to that is the fact that we live in a culture that fosters ingratitude. Yes. So part of it is we, we live in a society that's full of 
complainers, and it's human nature to complain, and we contribute to that. We're not exempt from that as believers. We can easily fall into this whole mentality of, I don't have this, and this is going bad, and we get into this downward spiral, and it's just fed by a culture that is not thankful for the things that it has. And we were talking earlier about even the whole advertising Mm. movement. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but if you watch those commercials, their whole goal is to make you uh, unthankful. I don't know if that's a word you said, but make you <laughs> we're be. We're call it because I added it to my Microsoft. Word. Okay, so, so it is a word now. <laughs> They're to make you uh, lack gratitude. Well, oh, I don't have that product. I need that product. My mm-hmm. life is not complete until I have that product. So the whole premise of advertising is built upon a desire to take advantage of our discontentment. It's built on our sinful nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Built on, right? And so that just yeah. fosters it. And then you have a whole society built around that. I need this. I don't have it. Things aren't going my way. And it just contributes to this whole attitude. I mean, we have an idiom, right? Misery loves company, right? And so as we're miserable that we don't have what we want, we go with somebody else who's miserable that they don't have what they want. And then you find commonality <laughs> in your ingratitude and your your discontentment, right? And so that's what you're saying. We have this whole society now where we have groups of people who want certain things that they don't have simply because other people have them. And so now they're unthankful for what they do have because all they can see is what other people have. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. When you, when you see a commercial, um, you know, I don't I – don't, uh, I, I don't remember a commercial ever having miserable people as they're advertising <laughs> a product. Like, buy this product, it's going to make your life horrible, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they want to make sure that you, you're you unthankful for what you have, and yep. so you get the new shiny thing instead, exactly. right? Um, and so it is dangerous, and it is and it is subtle. And I think the, the point that you made, Todd, was that, you know, and I think we don't understand this, is our world is aimed directly to make us unthankful. And uh, the Bible says, and I, and I found this, I like this, it's out of Jerry Bridges' book as well, as a warning to Israel. Moses exhorts them, and it's interesting, you look in the book of Deuteronomy, he's kind of rehashing everything that took place, and he's saying, hey, before you enter, enter into the land, here's some, uh, here's some good pointers, right? And one of those, in Deuteronomy 8, uh, otherwise you may say in your heart, so if you're not looking to God, and you're not being thankful to God, and you're not remembering all he did for you. He says, otherwise you may say in, in your heart, my power, so he's talking to the nation of Israel, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. And so when we stop looking to God, the only other place we can look is our own intuition, our own ability, and all of a sudden our thankfulness to God falls away and we become fully self-centered. Yes, yeah, so really it, it, um, it just has its roots in pride you know if, if I'm not focusing on the Lord and what he's done for me I'm going to find some other means to get the things that I think I deserve so so one it's it's pride in saying I'm the source of my thankfulness if I'm going to get something to make me thankful it's going to come from me not from the right. Lord and then two really it's it's just a warped expectation of you know what is it that I deserve and I think going again talking about what the world the, the picture that the world is painting mm. It's it's really changing that that idea of expectation of hey what is it that's what is it that I deserve to be thankful and happy? Mm. Yeah, because if you look at you know we I mean we have TV shows now I think that talk about hoarding and you just look you know just that concept that's been <coughs> kind of accepted that we have levels of junk that we have in our house we have so much junk we buy storage units to hold our <laughs> junk right and uh, and so all of this stuff are, are you thankful for what you have or do you keep getting more and more stuff to kind of build that thankfulness? 
and uh, to try and find that thankfulness. And then you have to logically say, well, there's a reason why you continually keep accumulating stuff is because you can't find thankfulness outside of God. Mm. And that's what he's telling the nation here. Look, if you keep looking around and thinking you're the one doing it, then you're never going to find satisfaction. Yeah, I think we could go as far as, as to say that uh, ingratitude is an expression of uh, Satan and all pagans, all those without the Lord. I mean, think about it. What do we say caused Satan to fall? We say it was pride, which it is. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, it was ingratitude. Right. For he didn't get what he wanted. He wanted to be something that he wasn't. I think of Isaiah 14, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Satan didn't like where God placed him, he wanted more. He was unthankful. And I, I think, in a sense, it was ingratitude on his part that led mm. to the fall. So we could say, in, in a sense, ingratitude is satanic. And then, as we were talking about earlier, Romans chapter 1. And this is a scary one for me. This is scary. This is New Testament. This is you look at the world around, right? <clears throat> so what is one of the characteristics of all unbelievers? What was characteristic of us before we came to Christ? It was ingratitude. And that's what Romans 1 Verse 21 tells us, even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. They became futile in their speculation. Their foolish heart was darkened. One of the primary characteristics of all unbelievers is that they're not thankful. That's right. And if you keep reading in Romans chapter 1, you see the effects of ingratitude. God giving them over to sexual sin, God giving them over to homosexuality, God giving them over to a depraved mind. So in a sense, we can say that the end result of ingratitude is God giving unbelievers over to their own vices. That's how serious this sin is. Yeah, I think also, you know, 2 Timothy 3, when he's giving, yeah. he's talking about in the, in the last days, mm. you know, the, just this description of these men, you know, they're lovers of self, lovers of money. But as you go through all of those descriptions... You know, he, he says in there uh, in verse 3, um, uh, or no, excuse me, in verse 2, you know, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful and unholy, and then continuing on lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yeah. So it's, this, is, this is something characteristic of an unbeliever. Which shows us how serious it is when a believer falls into ingratitude. We're doing things that are characterized by Satan and a very depraved world. Yeah, when you read that list, right, a reviler, and then at the end he caps it off in that in that um, uh, Timothy list there is that you are a lover of self, looking to please yourself. I mean, what a better expression of being unthankful than looking to yourself for everything that brings you joy, right? And so you're saying there is nothing out there that can satisfy me like myself, <laughs> and uh, which is why Satan fell, going all the way back there. And so kind of what we're seeing is unthankfulness is linked to things like pride. It's linked to discontentment. And so you can start to see these things compounding on top of one another. And, you know, that Romans one twenty one. I think what people don't understand is you see how it starts where they knew God. So he's mm-hmm. not saying these people didn't know who God was. It was like, oh, yeah, I know who God is. I understand what the Bible says. You, I mean, you look at the demons. They didn't say, who is this Jesus guy? Mm-hmm. They were like, this is Jesus, right? So they knew God. But they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But so what happened because, of, as you said, is kind of this downward spiral. They became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. So it's like, man, do you want to go down the path 
of having a a foolish heart and then b having it darkened by God. Yeah, it's because you're unthankful. Right? Yeah, I read something just <clears throat> before before we came into this podcast. One sentence: When pride and self rule become fashionable, the human heart has no one to thank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're looking at yourself. Because yeah. you're looking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So if you're self-satisfied, you're self-made, you think you're the source of all that you need, then you're not going to thank anyone other than yourself. So deadly. Which is the, oh. you know, irony once again, it's the American way. Yeah. Right? The self-made man, the pull up your bootstraps, the Marlboro man, whatever you want to call yeah. him, whoever that man is, uh, you know, that's what we put our, that's what we hang our head on. You know, we don't need anybody else. Uh, so then we have to say, okay, so that's how the world looks at it. Those are the negative sides of it. Um, what does the Bible, first of all, specifically say about being thankful? We'll look into what does it mean to give thanks, but we want to see, like, what does the Bible say about being thankful? Well, it's a, it's a command. You know, this is not just something that, I mean, certainly it's, it's an overflow of our heart to be thankful, but we actually see it's a direct command. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Jesus or in Christ Jesus. You know, we often ask, you know, what's God's will for my life? Well, it's it's nice when Scripture just tells you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you giving thanks? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a suggestion. This is this is an imperative. You know, Paul is giving to the church here. This is this is a command. It's it's a non-negotiable. And it's not only a command; it's comprehensive. Hmm. In everything, yeah. give thanks. So. There is not one situation that we should find ourselves in as believers where we can be justified in our ingratitude. That's right. No matter how bad it is, no matter how hard the trial, no matter how difficult things are, or we don't think things went as we wanted them to, even in that, we have to be thankful. Yeah, it's just our natural state. Yeah. So the believer should be walking around not looking. So it, it, we're not walking around looking for things that we think we're supposed to have or things we wish we had, or things other people have, or things that are happening to other people. Because a lot of time our, our unthankfulness, you know, believers perhaps are not caught up in the material things, but we'll see other people getting blessings, what we perceive to be blessings. Mm-hmm. And we'll think, why is God withholding that from me? Mm-hmm. So you're no longer thankful for what you have or what God has blessed you with, but you now have jealousy, bitterness, all of these other things coming in. And then you get to that stage where, well, why not? me what's yeah. wrong what have i done and so now you've you've twisted the entire bible around to make it all about you and what can you do to get god's favor or even worse you're standing in judgment over god by saying hey why are you giving it to them i'm the one that deserves that yeah essentially what you're saying is you know god i know you meant well but you got this one wrong yeah because you know i, I should have this and this and this and i mean it's really just just going against the sovereignty of God in, in all things. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, connect this to the character of God. What, yeah. is, what is it that we're saying about God when we're unthankful? We're, we're saying he's not in charge, he's not in his throne, he's not good, he's not faithful, he's not kind. That's uh, really an attack upon every part. <clears throat> well, God doesn't have parts, but every <laughs> attribute <laughs> of God, it's a, really an attack upon who he is, his nature, his essence. And to to shake our fist in God's face and say, "Why haven't you given me what I want?" is really uh, is really a um, a denial of the sovereignty, goodness, faithfulness of God. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just now looking at the the flip side of that, you see, I mean, you really look 
you can probably open to most psalms and see some form of thankfulness from right. the psalmist. But I think of Psalm 100. You know, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Right. So unthankfulness is saying, no, you're not good. You're not faithful. Right. You're not fulfilling your promises mm -hmm. as we see in scripture because rather than your will being done, I want my will to be done. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I did like this uh, other quote by uh, Jerry Bridges, and he says, but the truth is that life is full of events that delay us, inconvenience us, obstruct or block some plan of ours. In the midst of these events, we should fight against anxiety and frustration. I'm thinking about just, you know, my normal commute every day. <laughs> like It covers everything right there. Yeah. You know, and so I think, like, we need to fight. So here's the, the negative and the positive, right? So the negative is um, these things are going to befall us. So there, there's nothing we have to do in order for these things to come upon us. We're going to have delays. We're going to have things we wanted to do that we couldn't. But then the positive is we need to actually be doing something against that. And that's what he's saying here. It means our whole life should be marked by fighting the fact that anxiety and frustration is going to come mm. upon us. Mm. So we're not just let go and let God. It's not just, oh, sanctification comes to people who are good enough. It's you need to be looking out and saying, hey, where is my heart starting to go in unthankfulness, what am I starting to get drawn to, and why am I being drawn to this thing? Why is it that I want to sink so much time and energy into this? Why am I not thankful for where I am or what I have or the things that are coming mm. upon me, right? Mm. Um, and, and I think we can tend to start to get off that path when our eyes are taken from the heavens down onto the earth, mm. right? Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Just one other text that we were mentioning this before, those three verses right in a row in Colossians 3. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Uh, verse 16, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with all psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And then verse 17, as if that's not comprehensive enough, he says, uh, whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So there's no wiggle room here. There's zero uh, times when we can justify ingratitude. Yeah, and James says, count it all joy when trials come upon you. And, you know, yeah. you just see, it's not, you know, the giving thanks and everything we have to remember, like, God's doing this for our good mm -hmm. and for his glory. Yeah. And that's where our thankfulness has to be rooted yeah. in. Uh, so these last 10, 10, 12 minutes or so that we have, um, let's give them some uh, some tools here. And, you know, I think Colossians 3, uh, 15, 16, and 17 is very, very helpful. Colossians 3, 16, one of my favorite verses, uh, thinking about the Word of God and the, the place we should have in our heart. And um, But so how can we give thanks in every circumstance? So you have somebody, obviously... We have people in our church who have gone through the whole spectrum of, you know, hard times and job losses and family losses and, you know, expectations that haven't been met and all those kind of things, whether they're marriage or family or whatever that happens to be. So somebody comes up to you and they say, hey, I get what you're saying. I see I'm supposed to be thankful in all things. But I got to be honest with you. It just ain't in me. Um, well, how do you how do you counsel that guy? How do you encourage that guy? I know for myself, uh, it's just uh, continually going back to the gospel. Um, because, again, really, you, you think of how the world is kind of forming our expectations of, of why we need to be thankful. When we actually think for a moment of wh what is it that would be fair for God to do? Well, you know, what is it that I actually deserve? Mm. You know, I deserve wrath. I deserve hell. I deserve punishment. 
but he has been so gracious. I mean, he's been gracious to all men. We, we think of common grace where, you know, everyone gets to enjoy, you know, these beautiful days we've been having, the, the sunshine of relationships. We all get to have these things. Uh, but even more so for us as believers that we've been hmm. we've been saved for eternity. Our, mm-hmm. The wrath that we deserve has been taken uh, on Christ. And, you know, um, for the high school, we, we just started the book of Ephesians. And, you know, you think of verses 3 to 14, and he's he's talking about kind of the past and the present and the future. And, and each one of those sections, it ends to the praise of the glory of his grace. Yeah. So as we reflect on the gospel naturally, it's going to tune our hearts to praise and worship and thankfulness to God because we're not getting what it is that we deserve, um, but we're getting instead what we don't deserve. So, In, yeah. other, in other words, it's pretty hard to be <clears throat> uh, characterized by ingratitude while you're standing at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Right? As you watch your Savior, think of your Savior and the price he paid, it's really hard to be unthankful in that moment. So I I think part of it, too, practically, Bobby asked the question, what do you say to the person? I think, first of all, we have to, number one, be convinced that ingratitude is a sin. Yeah. I'm not sure we always believe that. I think we think we have a right to be kind of complaining in my heart. And I may not articulate it, but man, I am in turmoil inside and this is not fair. And Mm. Uh, I think we have to be convinced that ingratitude is a sin. And then number two, I think you need to think about how do I handle any other sin? What's a putting off and a putting on? We Mm -hmm. talk about this all the time. You have to put off the corresponding, uh, the the, the one vice and put on the corresponding virtue. So when does uh, an ingrate stop being (laughs) characterized by ingratitude? That is a word, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. you. Uh, It's not when they stop being characterized by unthankfulness. It's when they start giving thanks right. in all things. So yeah. we, we can't just get people to the point of helping them stop being unthankful. We have to get them to the point where they're able to see God's goodness in every circumstance and be thankful in those. So that's the trajectory. It's putting off the ingratitude and putting on the thankfulness. Yeah, it goes back to what you said at the beginning. You know, Christians aren't marked by what they're not doing. They need to be marked by what they are doing. Right. Because mm-hmm. even your unsaved neighbor can be, you know, can cannot be ungrateful, right? Um, but but you as a believer, as those things are coming upon you, uh, as you said, Matt, like sometimes the thing that we're thankful for is the fact that we are going to spend eternity worshiping Christ. And it's like, if that's all you can find to be grateful for, that's the greatest that's thing you can be yeah. grateful for, right? Yeah. Um, and it reminded me of Colossians 1, and I like Colossians 1, and he says, And you who, were, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Like... This is this is astounding. You were alienated. Your mind was hostile. You were doing evil deeds. And because of Christ's death, you're now reconciled back to God. So remembering from where you were, and like that 1 Corinthians 6.11, such were some of you. But who are you now? You were washed. You were sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit mm-hmm. of our God. And so we all came from something that was not godly to something that is godly through no effort of our own. Yeah. And how much more should you be thankful for that? Yeah, maybe even to get even more practical, what if someone is having a hard time being thankful? Where, where do you help them start? Well, maybe you start looking at some of the very small blessings in your life. <laughs> Did you have hot water from a running faucet today? Right. Well, that's God's grace to you. It is. 
Did you have food on your yeah. table? Are you, are, are you in a good family? Do, do you have good, healthy relationships? Uh, are you part of a good church? I mean, you have to start somewhere. So right. if you can't get your heart fully wrapped around yeah. everything you need to be thankful for, at least start with something. Right. You know, yeah. do, you, do you have a bed to sleep in that night? I mean, that's all God's goodness to us. So Yeah, I think even uh, Philippians 4, where Paul you know, is telling us to cast off our anxieties, what's, what's one of the ways that we do that is, you know, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so what, you know, how do we get the, this peace of God? You know, one, we're trusting in God as we cast our prayers and our anxieties on him that he is good and that you know, he is doing all things for our good and his glory. Um, but, but in that is a time to be reflecting on what God has already done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we have you know, confidence uh, in God's faithfulness and his promises? Well, we see uh, everything that he's already done to prove that he is good and he is faithful and his promises are true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even in, in, those, in the midst of that, in the midst of trials, we can, uh, in our own lives or looking to scripture, we can, we can just see this track record of faithfulness um, really going back all the way to Israel and his treatment to them and then uh, just the blessings, like you said, we have in our own lives. Yeah, because yeah, I think we take those things for granted. And, um, and you know, you, you wake up and, you know, you have heat in your home or you had a blanket or you have coffee brewing or you have food there. Like, and we automatically assume either we deserve those things or everybody has those things or we've worked hard so we've earned those things. But that's a grace from God that we need to be thankful for. And I think those things in our life have become so commonplace Mm. that there's an expectation instead of a thankfulness. (laughs) And so then what happens when we don't have the meat that we want or the coffee that we want, because it's an expectation out of thankfulness, we become ingrateful, ungrateful. And uh, ingratitude then comes in our hearts because, you know, why do you see people in, in, um, you know, videos throwing food at other people and coffee oh you got this wrong and you know whatever it's because their expectation is way up here and they're not thankful for what they actually Mm. got Mm. Uh, and Mm. so we need to guard against that in our hearts and minds it's good yeah Mm. so guys i hope this was helpful for you uh once again we have our uh, Thanksgiving service coming up uh, this Sunday night. Uh, you can come and uh, share in thankfulness and have good fellowship. And there is food, which is to, to bribe anybody. Um, but also uh, just hope you can come have some fellowship. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week.